0: Welcome to Inside the Economy with SHNJ. Presented by Larry House of Sharky House and Jaber. Learn more about Sharky House and Jaber at shwj.com. Thank you for listening. I think it is May 23rd. Uh, not a lot of economic news the last couple of weeks. It's sort of summertime think already. Uh, the CPI, which several of us were anticipating, did in fact continue to creep up. Our headline inflation is running 1.1. 1. 1. Yay. Uh, core hasn't moved much, and that, a lot of that is still to do with energy prices. Nothing's changed in employment. Really nothing's changed in oil. Oil except retail prices have gone up. Uh, The anticipation of a Fed rate move, increasing rates here in June, is subject of a lot of media debate. And uh, the market last week pretty much priced it in already. So the 90-day T-bill is, the note is at 0.3. The rest of the curve has flattened a little tiny bit. Yet we still don't have mortgages above 4%. Yeah, more on that later. The, uh, employment is probably the only thing that's, well, interesting news. Uh, opening rate is past the hiring rate again. There seems to be more interest in, uh, filling these jobs. It is clearly a a result of people moving up, uh, We were talking with someone a little last week, and it's people leaving TSA and going back to their other jobs that they had before the 2008 correction. Uh, And a lot of hires that have not been accepted into higher-paying, more sophisticated jobs, according to the DOL this morning, due to failed drug tests, and I won't ask anyone what the most popular drug failure is out there right now, here just in Colorado? No, it's nationally. Okay. Uh, Spending is still much better than it has been historically. There is disposable income and the non-auto spending income is at a good number. It's not getting worse. Autos passenger cars, the sales are dropping. We're still doing light trucks and SUVs. I anticipate sometime this year that'll probably come to a slow, not so painful stop. But most people already have new cars, and they won't keep buying them forever. The subprime lending is increasing once again, and you can see those bonds out on the securitization market. Uh, it's amazing how the Credit numbers are so readily available these days, but the quality above 700 numbers are not particularly heavy borrowers anymore. They've done their recovery; it's everybody else, and a lot of that is autos, uh, just the last of the retail, I guess. A quick reminder: this is from 2011. These are since this is earnings season in the S&P 500. Here is where earnings were from 2011 to middle of 2014. We really went from about 12 times forward earnings to right about 18. It was a great recovery. Uh, If my calculations are correct, it was about 77% in those two years. We have kind of stagnated. I don't think it's a surprise to everyone. The market's been moving sideways with a little volatility since then. So have earnings. Uh, we're peaked somewhere around 108 per share, and this latest earnings season for the first quarter is pretty much over, and there's really not a lot of excitement in there. A combination of a strong dollar inhibiting international sales and uh, incredibly... Profitable, profitable now. The growth is just not going to continue. So there we are, earnings wise. Here's the dollar. It uh, made its great shoot to the to the roof in anticipation of the first credit uh, move by the Fed, first interest rate move by the Fed. It has since stabilized. The dollar is very likely, well if you believe basic economics to continue to get stronger when the fed raises again and the fed will raise again it's just a question of when it's hard to predict where it's going to go and the world marketplace the dollar is is very strong and it's influencing a lot of other currencies as a reminder for those if your economy isn't doing well what you want is to let your currency get weak let it get as weak as you possibly can that'll make your exports more attractive and get stimulation going lower rates make borrowing cheaper a whole basket of positive steps Uh, unfortunately what's been happening now is the far and away the most important currency the dollar has gotten relatively strong but a number of other currencies are fighting a full-time battle to continue their strength. The Japanese yen is through the roof, just contrary to what they need. They'll be in recession by June again. Uh, The Yuan, though we're not a huge trading partner with China, they're spending most of their reserves keeping the Yuan up. And the Euro keeps fighting hard to stay as strong as they can, which is too bad. Uh, more on the dollar later here we are, here's the comparison of relative 10 years Spain is continues to be the uh, a, a real good performer in the Euro Union they are doing well, they're paying off their debt, they seem to be getting some of their people back to work uh, Italy has to have a high yield just to Sell their debt, but that's a different story. Canada's okay; the rest of them drop down in a hurry. Uh, the U.S. is at 177, and sometime in the next six months, that will be probably over two. Again, making U.S. securities and certainly uh, Treasuries attractive again. One of the questions I'm going to throw into this report from a client was: Is the total amount of federal debt continuing to increase? It's been hinted again in the media that growth of the federal debt is now out of control again. Well, it's not. This is 2016, and uh, the amount of federal debt held by the public and total debt has peaked and shrunk a little bit. We had a report a long time ago about most of the debt that was issued in 2009, 2008 and 2009, The uh, roll-off date was first part of 2016 and we're clearly seeing that. 2018 is a huge year for a lot of debt reduction. 2022 is another one. They seem to be sticking to the duration numbers on the debt as it is and the maturities. I haven't seen any political will yet to go out and start rampant spending of money the government right now doesn't need it we're still at a certain sur- where let's see we're at a surplus last month again uh one side note here uh the yield numbers are indicative of a lot of things most of which are, are confidence let me just kind of go back to that uh the numbers here, some of it is you need to have a higher yield to get people to buy your stuff. The other one is basically confidence. The one there in the U.S. is, is, is confidence. Uh, interesting report out of Reuters. Uh, the Chinese, official Chinese, in the last five years, have acquired $300 billion in U.S. real estate between 2010 and 2015. Now, some of that's residential, some of it's mortgage backs. Uh, a small percentage of it is commercial, including the hotels and the rest of that. These are the official numbers. Uh, the unofficial numbers, who knows what they are? Uh, but I'll tell you that those numbers, who in China is buying that? Uh, like we've talked in the past, there are official investment avenues out of China. And those are directly from mainland China, through Beijing, through the Bank of China. Individuals can use their yuans directly through the bank with permission to buy things as long as it goes through escrow. Uh, Unofficial, that's the money we've talked about that, for the most part, goes through Hong Kong and is changed into a different currency, a euro, a dollar, Canadian dollar, whatever it is, and then who knows. These are just the official numbers. And that $300 billion, as it turns out, uh, that's 10% of the foreign direct investment in the U.S. in the same time period. Again, it's a lot of money. Uh, it's continuing to flow. Our uh, foreign direct investment last month was $65 billion of new money. It's, well, we'll talk about that later. The... Uh, Here's the federal debt percentage of GDP. Here's central bank assets. Uh, here's where the, the Federal Reserve is, which is in kind of the darker line. I'm sorry about the colors on this. Uh, we're running about 50% of total federal debt is a percentage of GDP. Most of that is because GDP has been growing. Uh, the ECB, the European Central Bank, has now passed that. And with this next tranche coming out here in July, they'll go up a a big notch. Bank of Japan, they're headed to the moon. I think it's fairly clear that a lot of that money will never be repaid. That's going to be a very interesting economic saga at some point. There isn't a market there to collapse because the Bank of Japan is buying its own debt and funding the economy. That's sort of a different story. What happens if the money, when we're talking about Bank of Japan, is never repaid? Great question. Uh, it's conceivable that a federal bank, like the Bank of Japan or the Bank of China or the Federal Reserve of the United States, can just write off its own debt. You can do it. It's just a balance sheet. Uh, the downside to that is how the market views your currency. If you write off your own debt, you're basically taking the world, telling the world that your currency uh, really isn't that valuable. The The only modern example we have of that, a, a public one, is, is of course Russia, which has done that a couple of times. And I will again cite the the Eileen Sharkey example in St. Petersburg, when she hands over the 50 ruble note, uh, and the clerk says, oh, you can't use this. You needed to turn this in for a 500 ruble note years ago. I can't even take this. Well, that's a way of writing off your debt. Then you reprint all your currency. So instead of a hundred dollar bill, it would be in this case, a ten thousand dollar bill. It's an option. Japan, well, they oh, they'll they'll never ever pay that money back. It's way too much. Yeah, oh boy! Uh, unfortunately, the European Union had a lousy trade month last month. It was horrible. It could be viewed as imploded. It's difficult to determine how much of that is seasonality or poor number evaluation. It's hard to say. Uh, I will say that uh, it's getting harder and harder to collect these numbers. Trade flows is a big number in the EU. It's like getting GDP numbers for the United States. An $18 trillion economy, that's a lot of transactions. It's pretty clear that very soon, sometime in the next 30 days the first quarter GDP in the United States, which is right now at half a percent, was going to be adjusted up, certainly 0.9, maybe to one, and then adjusted up once more. Most of that is inability to collect the numbers. We'll see what they'll do with this. The uh, After this report, the euro against the dollar went from 114 to 111, which is where it is today. And it's trying real hard to get back to 112. Uh, holders of treasuries. This was a very interesting thing that came out of Bloomberg. This is Saudi Arabia, and this is not the sovereign fund. This is Saudi Arabia. Since 2004, they are at about 120 billion in U.S. treasuries, and it's been, according to Bloomberg, something of a secret. In fact, it's been kind of quiet for about 40 years. They have individually and as families and as corps and so on and so forth been significant holders of U.S. Treasuries. Uh, as a reminder, just so you know, that puts them in at about number six in Treasury holders. What is the maturity of the Treasuries? Yeah, oh, it would be impossible to know. But You just have to guess. Most institutional durations are about three so that's a seven-year, six-year. Okay, what would be the, the uh, impact on the U.S. if China, which is number one, Japan's number two, uh, the Cayman Islands is number three, Saudi Arabia is about number six? Uh, if they, what would be the impact if they decided to sell their treasuries? Uh, it would initially probably be able to sell all of those treasuries, the 1.6 trillion in treasuries. Uh, That China has, if they really sold them, they could probably trade that in the market in less than a week, and it would be purchased. Uh, I think it would bring yields down a little bit because prices would go up. It would be a temporary yay, and China would lose their only source of actual interest income. Uh, They can't afford to do that uh even the last vestige of supporting the yuan the one thing they can't do is completely eliminate their treasury market because there is no underlying assets in bank of japan then bank of china sorry same with bank of japan the rest of them they could sell out in a day i mean 160 120 billion that's a day and a half's trading in the treasury market who would buy the treasuries They're waiting in line. Uh, A lot of that 75 or so billion that came direct investment last month, almost all of it's Europe. Uh, What percentage of them are tired of the wrangling? What percentage are tired of maybe the economies are not going to come back? What percentage of them are worried about what the U.K. does? We don't know, but it's from Europe. Smaller accounts. You know, they used to be 50 million-dollar accounts and companies and huge families. Well, now we're getting the 5 million wealthy family, but not the same level. Uh, Anyway, treasuries, confidence, that's kind of where we are. Here's some notes on uh, everybody else, and I think that wraps it up for this round. Thank you.